Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Jesus knew that our hearts and our treasures go together. What you think about this morning in your heart, your heart means mind, will, and emotion. It's the control center. In fact, Proverbs 4.23 says this, guard above all else, guard your heart for it affects everything you do. You see, all the decisions in life really come from my heart. So if I focus on the things of this earth, and that's mainly where my focus is, that's where my heart is. I'll be thinking, planning, and worrying about simply everything that's here. Good stuff, but that, that's the extent of my vision. The Bible tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The same can be said of our desires, thoughts, and pursuits in life. The more we pour our energy and heart into something, the more that focus becomes the center of our lives. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark teaches us the importance of a heaven-minded heart. In our study, we learn that the more we pursue the kingdom, the more return we receive through spiritual growth and treasures in heaven. Rather than focusing on the things of this world, Pastor Mark encourages us to set our mind on life eternal. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark with part two in his message entitled, It's Time to Refocus. In a few years, if we die and Jesus doesn't come back yet in the rapture, most of us won't ever see the outcome of our money that went for those buildings. But it's being stored in heaven. See, so you add a part into it. You see, let me give you another example. Many of you give to all kinds of different Christian organizations, and I think it's very good. Your, your ties go here, the offerings go out there. Billy Graham organizations, for, for instance. Let's say you give $25 to Billy Graham every month or whatever. By the way, I think that's a great organization. And you do that, and then you turn on the television and Channel 6, and you watch one of the Billy Graham Crusades, and there's like 25,000 people there, and all of a sudden you look down here in the, in the stadium, and there's a, 1,500 people get saved. Do you know that there's treasure in heaven for you because of that? Why? Because you helped put the crusade on. You mean my 25 bucks? Yeah. See, don't complicate it. That's how the kingdom of God works. As you and I give, as you and I respond to all of those things, that's what God does. And as we do that, God blesses us over and over and over and over again. Now, let me explain to you a couple other things. The Awana program is a discipleship program for our kids. When we do the Iwana program on Wednesday night, that means we have between three and four and five hundred kids that are going through the Iwana program. Are you investing in your treasure? Your treasure is your kids. You know what I discovered? 
We'll invest in education, and I think that's very good. Your kids ought to be really motivated to study and do the best they could, get education, get scholarships. I think that's great. We invest in sports. I think sports are very great. But be careful that we don't put God third. Well, Pastor Mike, your kids don't really need that. They don't need to be studied. They don't need to be discipled. Really? Yes, they do. So we're building the youth complex. We're doing the Awana program. We're building this education for our 252. And by the way, when that's done, we'll have a new kids ministry we're going to be working on right away. And one more thing. Bible man is Friday night. Three bucks ahead. Pastor Mike, why are you doing Bible man? Well, you know, if you bring up an old-time thing from the 1940s and try to show the kids, here's a radio. I think it's a shortwave radio. Let's see if we can get one signal in here. You're not going to have any kids in here. So this thing will look like Disney up here. But the gospel's going to be presented. Is that important? It's critical. We don't do that just to have, well, let's see if we can fill the building up, have another night of just activity. I want you to understand the youth complex, the education, the Iwana, Bible man, 252. Listen to me very closely this morning. Europe lost a whole generation. In Brevard County, we are not going to lose our teens, and we are not going to lose our children. Their treasure, their treasure. Can you imagine going to heaven and your kids not? Their treasure. I can't decide, but I sure can influence. Jesus says, don't store it up here. Well, I want to get to be the little league star and the soccer star, and I'm not against that at all. I think it's terrific. Man, they got a four-year education or whatever. I think that's great. But that's treasure here. Don't forget, that will all pass. We have to be reminded the very same thing that Jesus is talking about. So write this last statement down. Treasure, use, invest all we have. It's right at the end. All we have to expand God's kingdom. Now understand, as you look at that, you say, well, Pastor Mark, it's supposed to be poor then. No, he's not talking about that. Get balanced. We're not between the gospel of poverty and the gospel of prosperity. We're balanced. Jesus is not banning possessions. In fact, he says we're to, we're to enjoy possessions. He gives us all things richly to enjoy. We're to provide for ourselves. We're to provide for our families. We're to provide for those in need. We're to extend the kingdom of God as we're doing through the local church. And we're simply to enjoy it. He's not banning savings or planning for the future. In fact, in Proverbs, it says, take a lesson from the ants. They know how to plan. They know how to store up. But Jesus does forbid the selfish accumulation of good for ourselves, just for myself, just hoarding it. So in the, in the original language, it actually means this. Don't treasure treasure. Don't hoard. Be a generous giver. Send it on ahead. You see, when you think about all of that, we have to reassess what's happening in my life. We all have good things. We love it. But I like to say, well, you know, we're going to, next week we're going to not pay our air conditioning bills, so we're not going to have air conditioning anymore because we're going to send the money to over to India so they can have whatever. No, we wouldn't do that. It's in balance. One day a pastor was invited to a friend who owned 
all kinds of land. He'd come to this country with nothing and just by good practices had kind of developed all kind of things. And so after this lavish dinner in the incredible home, which was wonderful, took the pastor to the top floor of his house and you, you could see forever. And he said to the pastor, take a look over here to the, to the west. Pastor looked, he said, as far as your eye can see, I own it all. I came in this country with nothing. But man, I just accumulated tremendous. And he, he repeated that with north and east and south. Anywhere the pastor could look, as far as he could see, miles and miles and miles, this man owned it all. The pastor thought for a moment, and he said this. That's incredible. That's wonderful. He said this. Here and here and here and here. It's all yours. Is there anything up there? Let me ask you this morning. Nothing wrong with east, south, north, and west. It's fine. Anything up there? You see, in the parable, Jesus uses things like moths and rust. Now, we know what rust is, but moths we don't do too much with. I mean, our clothes, we don't have to worry about that too much. You just get on Dillard's, you know, I got a good 50% sale, another 30% off, and you just buy a new piece of clothing. <laughs> Whatever. If you ladies didn't know it, let me bring your attention right back here. They'll, they'll be about... There's probably not air conditioning there either, so it doesn't really matter. No, what Jesus says, there's no security in storing stuff up here on earth. No security. Let me show you a picture I think you're kind of familiar with. Some of you probably like to do this. Garage sailing. That's cool. But see this little vase here in the corner? Right down, right here kind of on the left, right next to this lady. There's a little vase. You see, the person that owned that vase, it was an heirloom. It was passed down generations. The person that owned that vase, well, they're dead now. But when they were alive, that vase was special. It was treasure to them, and that's okay. When the grandkids come, woo, up to the high. Never going to fool with it. Well, the person that owned that vase is now gone. Where's the vase? It's in a garage sale. Jesus says, there's no security in that. By the way, you can't see it, but there's a little kid right next to this lady. In a moment, he's going to walk by. And the vase is going to be no more. And the lady will have to pay the 50 cents. One day, your house will sell. Your car will sell. You buy something new. You move somewhere else. That which you treasure just will not be good anymore. We'll either put it in a garage sale or we'll take it to Salvation Army. I have trouble now. I like to take things to Salvation Army, but I can never find where they've moved to. Can, can you find where they move to? They move all the time. You can't even find where they're at. But again, it's, it's just not going to be here. There, there's no security in it. But with Jesus, things that are eternal, there's absolute security in heaven. So when I send ahead... As I minister to the youth, or in, there's all kinds of things. Grief share. We have a wonderful program of grief share, where people who have lost a loved one, they come, and, and we minister to them. As I do that, and they see that God loves them, and then there's a time for mourning, then they can get on with their life. Well, those people that use their time in grief share, what a joy. You see, just like anything else, that, that is transferred up to heaven even though the grief share was about death. But the good deeds I do 
our treasures being stored in heaven. So Jesus says, no, no, don't, don't store it down here. There's no security in any of that. You store it up in heaven. Well, how do I know? Well, look at this verse. Write, the, write this statement down, and then let me read the verse for it. Once we give our money to God, or our time, or our gifts, or our talents, it's safe in heaven. It's safe in heaven. Look at 1 Timothy six seventeen. Tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God. Are you going after God this morning? Who piles on all the riches we could ever manage. That's our God. Tell them to do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. If they do that, they'll build a treasury that will last. A treasury that will last, gaining life that's truly life. It's fun. After the first service, I went out, and I usually try to hang. And by the way, let me just remind you that, you know, obviously in the old days, I used to be by the door and shake everybody's hand. Then I got carpal tunnel and couldn't move my hand anymore. So I can't do that, but I like to meet you. So I'll hang up here, and then I go out and hang out in the commons. You have questions and stuff, just please come. I'll stay here as long as necessary. I do that after all the services. But as I was going out, I went upstairs, and all these kids were coming down from discipleship. And I went and got a little coffee and then came back down. And one of the kids got up with this big cookie, and he says, i got to tell you something. I'm going to line by this cookie. And some guy, I guess, after hearing your sermon, I went and bought all these kids these big cookies. Woo, he said, that's good. Whoever you were, I don't know where you are. You already got your reward. That's terrific. You see, just simple thing of being generous, extravagantly generous. Most of us as Christians... Well, we give. We, we know to give. And some of you came in late today and said, well, I missed the offering. No, there's boxes back there. You can just stick it right in. <laughs> but see, it's not that. It's, it's extravagant to give. In other words, the more I give, the more God gives back to me. It's just to think because I'm, I'm using all of his money just to, just to further the kingdom of God, as well as having, as having simply nice things. Now, verse 21 speaks about the eye and the heart. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You see, Jesus knew that our hearts and our treasures go together. What you think about this morning in your heart, your heart means mind, will, and emotion. It's the control center. In fact, Proverbs 4.23 says this, guard above all else, guard your heart for it affects everything you do. You see, all the decisions in life really come from my heart. So if I focus on the things of this earth, and that's mainly where my focus is, that's where my heart is. I'll be thinking, planning, and worrying about simply everything that's here. Good stuff, but that's the extent of my vision. If I think about money, well, maybe then I'll be thinking about my stocks in the stock market. Nothing wrong with that. I have uh, stocks. I have 403B. I have retirement. But be careful, because see, if, that, if you're driven by that, if money and stocks are the issue, then what happens in the morning when I get up, my heart doesn't go to the Bible, it goes to the Wall Street Journal. And you'll open it, or you'll get online even quicker. What happened to my stock yesterday? If it went up, praise God, it's going to be a tremendous day. If your wife sees you coming into the room like this... She knows you made a bad trade yesterday, and it affects your whole day. In the light of eternity, how important is that? 
It's not important at all. Pastor Mike, I'm not fooling with the stock market. That's not where my heart is. My heart's in real estate, and I'm so glad I live in Brevard County. (laughs) And that's you're trying to buy your first home. So Jesus says, hmm, your treasure can't be here because then your heart's here. If your heart's here, that's a dangerous place for your heart to be. Your treasure should be in heaven. That's where your heart will be. You say, well, how do I know if God has my heart? Here's one way. Giving generously proves of your time, of your money, of your gifts, of your talent, sharing the gospel. God has your heart. If you're a Christian and you don't know how to witness and understand what I'm going to say to you, you sign up for the contagious Christianity. He's got your heart because now he knows you're concerned about people more than a Saturday from like 11 to 5. I think it's six hours from 11 to 5. Pastor Mike, I can't, I mean, that's six hours. I can't invest in that. That, that time's for me, really. No, invest it for him. You'll have eternity with God. Next, we come to the second question. Jesus says, where are you focusing your spiritual eyes? That's kind of an idiom in the Jewish area. The, the, the eye and the health of the body was, it just simply meant... That, that's a spiritual thing. It's a healthy thing. Notice verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? What Jesus says is, I have to have this eternal perspective. In fact, Colossians says it like this, Since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. The New Living Translation says, Set your sights on the reality of heaven. If my eyes are going to be healthy and they're connected to my heart, then I'm not just thinking about here, I'm thinking about eternal things. Here's a definition you want to write down. Healthy spiritual vision is seeing life from God's point of view with an eternal perspective. You see, living on earth, it's hard for me to think about an eternal perspective. The only time I'm really forced to do that, one of the major times, is when I go to a funeral. Because in front of me is somebody that I knew. Now I can't talk to them. I can't relate to them anymore. I can't share with them anymore. They're gone. And then I go, wow, I'm going to be gone. And I begin to realize that, well, life isn't just here on this earth, 70 years, and you die, and all that stuff goes to somebody else and whatever, and, you know, the world says he with the most toys wins. Wins what? There's more in the garage sale, that's all. So what Satan wants to do, you remember the opening illustration, he wants to cloud your vision, he wants to darken your vision, he wants to actually get us off focus and focus only on the stuff here. Now, those of us that wear glasses, we know what getting out of focus is about. Some of you are young. You don't have to wear these. You know, as you get older, you put things farther and farther from you to read. And pretty soon you have to have your wife hold something way out there to read because you can't read this. I'm not going to wear glasses. Well, pretty soon, you know, the guy on the other side of the house, you ain't got to have binoculars to read it. You, 
You can't see it. Your eyes get bad. That's just what happens. Those of you that look at this out-of-focus picture and, and have to wear glasses just to see, period, you know what that's like in the morning. Your glasses are right there next to the bed because you get up, man, you, you don't know where you're at. Well, spiritually, it's the same. Maybe you're not a Christian this morning and you're going, what is all this stuff about giving your life to God and the Bible and serving God and ties? You mean you give 10% to God? I don't get it. It's fuzzy to me. Well, that's what the Bible says. You see, the spiritual things an unbeliever doesn't get. It's not that they're stupid. They don't have spiritual sense. The Spirit of God doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to them. It's all fuzzy. But for Christians, it's the same. We easily can get out of focus. As you look at that, think of that. What Jesus is saying is, if your eye is healthy and your heart is healthy, it's going to be about light. And light is about God. Darkness is about Satan. So what Satan tries to do is just keep us from thinking about, well, heavenly things. He he thinks we can just kind of focus on down here and everything's going to be right, but that's not true. We have to have clear vision. Now, what brings us as Christians, those of us that are Christians, what brings it, just like glasses, when I put my glasses on it, it brings the, the page in front of me into focus. I can read it now. It makes sense. What does that spiritually for us? First thing you want to write is this. Reading and obeying the Bible allows us to refocus on a daily basis. You see, what has happened in the last hour here? Well, most of us this week, we have to be honest, most of us this week haven't thought too much about heaven. You probably haven't thought about your death. You haven't really thought about, well, in a few years I'll be gone. See, all our focus is on here. And this, again, not bad, this is where we live. And Satan goes right on. But this morning, well, you've had to think about some other things. I've talked to you about life and death and heaven and the end of your life. And what's in? What am I storing up there? You haven't thought about that all week. But see, the Bible has caused you to think about it. See, Satan wants to keep our focus not on the spiritual things, but on this world. Why, so you'll understand, why don't we allow people just to walk up and down the aisles during our service? Because when they walk up and down the aisles, where's your focus? It's on them, and now you're not hearing the very truth that I'm giving you. What if your cell phone goes off? Why do we ask people to turn their cell phones off? Lord, help you if it goes off this morning. Well, why do we ask you to do that? Because if it goes, everybody turns to look. And while I'm teaching the Word of God, Satan is what? Distracted you from the truth. Understand what Satan tried to do at the beginning of this service. Make this like a little church in India. Maintaining a healthy and active mindset that seeks to pursue the kingdom each and every day is key to our walk with the Lord. In today's message, Pastor Mark discussed the importance of focusing on the things of heaven rather than the things of this world. In our study, we learned the dangers of getting caught up in the cares for things that'll pass away and how they blind us from the things that are above. 
You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Drifting from a healthy walk with the Lord is a danger that each of us can face as a Christian. What makes it even more dangerous is that it's often a slow and unnoticeable process. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach us the importance of maintaining a healthy walk. In our study, we'll learn that by staying in fellowship, prayer, and daily devotion, we can better maintain our zeal for the Lord. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Yeah.